It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. Heard that nation listening in the United States and around the world, especially in the state of Michigan today. It's your girl. It's your girl feeling really good. The sun is shining here in the TX, even though it's like 60 something degrees. But all those in the state of Michigan, I, love, I know that you are excited today, especially in Ann Arbor and those that are true fans around the world of a team that went and shocked the world this past Saturday and is heading to Indianapolis this Saturday uh, for the Big Ten Championship. And we'll talk about that and get to that. 
momentarily. Your girl's excited. I'm wearing um, Keep Calm and Hate um, and Always Hate Ohio State. Uh, yes, because I am that fan. If you listen to this show for a while, over a year, you already know where my allegiance is. And uh, you, all of y'all that have sent me messages and so forth, yes, I am married to a Buckeye um, who has not talked much about this game. So with that being said, your girl's going to talk about it and take her time talking about it and the things that I saw from a fan's point of view and from different fans who had messaged me um, from around the world and those that were at the game that had the time of their lives in the freezing cold, 20-something degrees, snowing, because that's what it does from the state that I'm originally from, from Lansing, Michigan, East Lansing area. It, you, when your state is shaped as a mitten, that's what it does. It celebrates all four seasons. And so the snow came down, but the energy was huge. So we're going to get in there and we're going to talk about all of that and my views of who was players of the game and the good, the bad, and the amazing, um, I, I'm just still on cloud nine, cloud million. You can't bring me down. You can't. In the background right now, I have, again, for the fifth time, and I'm watching it like it is one of my favorite all-time shows of all time. I'm replaying behind me while I'm talking to you all on this amazing microphone. I have the game playing. The game. You know what game I'm talking about. And I'm sorry, not sorry, Buckeye fans, but we have waited this long of a time for this team to gel, for this coaching staff to gel together. And I'm talking to the real fans, and I'll be shouting out some fans throughout uh, this, this podcast episode because those are the ones from Jump that said that we were going to beat Ohio State. And I'm one of them. Was I nervous a little bit? Yes. But for some reason, I had a calm and a non-nervous feeling about going into Saturday uh, and thinking that this this team this team was something special and they were going to do something and they have, in my opinion, gotten better and better throughout the weeks. And did we have an all-star quarterback that was like up there, top notch, could walk into the NFL and be the number one pick today? No, but it was a core team of people that made it happen, a coaching staff that Harbaugh put together that made it happen, and so. We, I'm going to dive right into that momentarily. But all kinds of things that are happening in the wonderful world of uh, football today. Uh, as you can see, not, not you can see, but we got some breaking news happening, people. And I had to console some people from Oklahoma today because it's happening. And it's already happened. Lincoln Riley announced that he is leaving Oklahoma for USC. Uh, during the tenure of USC, Clay Helton was the former coach there that was let go during midseason. And Dante, Dante Williams excuse me, was the interim. Um, so Lincoln Riley was asked uh, after their loss at their last previous game if he was going to leave uh, Oklahoma. And he said he was dedicated to OU. Next question. Now listen, if you were all watching that as I was, Body language tells a, tells a story, okay? So you're just looking at this man. I mean, I've seen that with different coaches. I mean, I can point out years ago, Roy Williams did that after, I believe it was during the tournament years ago. He was the head coach of, of Kansas. Um, and uh, one of the, the, the media people, of course, you got to talk to those that, I believe it was either in the championship game or it was in the final four. It was uh, a hard loss that they got. And Roy Williams, he had, you know, told... 
uh, the reporter, you know, this is not the time to bring this up. You know, I'm just, you know, sad for these kids and on and on and on everything else. Basically dancing around the question, are you going to go and take the job at North Carolina? Which, you know, as you know, as many people know, they follow basketball. He did and built a legacy out there and just recently retired um, not even a year ago. So with that as well, Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma and you wonder who is going to coach the bowl game or whatever bowl game that Oklahoma is going to go to because, uh, you know, they are no longer part of the college football playoff with their loss against Oklahoma State. Uh, That will be Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is coming out of the uh, announcing booth or the team that was that's with on Fox um, college football and Fox team. And he's going to be the interim uh, coach for their football squad. Now to be continued, who are they going to bring in as a head coach? Who knows from this point, are they going to try to lure Bob Sto- Bob Stoops to come back at the helm? Who knows about that as well? Uh, but just stay tuned on that. So of course, when all of that is happening, you got commits, five-star commits, four-star commits that, you know, came over there because of Lincoln Riley and his team being over that uh, football program that are no longer going to be part of that. And his assistants, I believe some of them have been, re- it was reported that some of them are following him to USC uh, as well. So you got some decommits, you got a five-star decommit that's been known, uh, Mal- Malachi Nelson uh, from California, Los Altimos. High school in California that was a five-star quarterback that did commit, but he decommitted in a letter on social media today. And then you have Spencer Rattler, who was a preseason Heisman Trophy uh, candidate front runner um, that also is now transferring. He's now part of the transfer portal, um, and uh, his his numbers are impressive. And he's got three years of eligibility left. He's got three thousand thirty-one yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, and what and uh, seven interceptions. Uh, and he was on the first big, t- uh, first big all twelve. He's been the first big all twelve quarterback. So wherever he lands, um, I'm sure that he's going to fit into their program and their regime very well. So this isn't the last thing that's going to be coming out of uh, Oklahoma. Unfortunately, um, we'll see some people depending on who is going to be the next coach there. If you know some commits do stay, or they decide to decommit and go somewhere else, or you know some of the uh, guys there will transfer out and as well as, you know, just like uh, Spencer Rattler uh, announced on his social media pages that he is uh, transferring out. So to be continued with this uh, group of young men, um, good luck to uh, interim coach Bob Stoops in this program, see where they're going to get their bowl. I believe bowl selection will be this weekend. Uh, everybody will know where they are going as well as all the Championship games of uh, respectable conferences will be played. And speaking of the respectable conference playing for a championship, y'all already know. Y'all already know. Your girl, as I said, is beyond excited. Beyond excited. Michigan, finally, finally, after an eight-year stretch, 15 out of 16 years, put the foot in Ohio State this past Saturday, 42-27, to earn their outright win in the Big Ten East in the trip to Indianapolis where they will take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, the cool thing that I've seen, and I'm going to, you know, from different feedback that I got from fans, because uh, many fans, even Buckeye fans, uh, have pretty much have messaged me and so forth because I invited people on the show. And it was 
kind of ironic that I got a lot of requests. And I know everybody's back to work and trying to get back to normal. And many Michigan fans are on cloud million right now after this past Saturday's win. Many of them, you know, wanted to come on the show. And I said, listen, you can't come on here and talk, you know, angry and blame refs and blame this and blame that. You got to give a reasonable, rational cause. And then all of a sudden when I, you know, messaged them back and they said that because, you know, I'm not just a Michigan fan. I like to, I'm a fan of sports. I like to hear all different kinds of opinions and so forth, you know, have a legit opinion. Don't come on here and be crazy. And of course, you know, people are like, oh, well, uh, I probably won't be (laughs) available for your show because I'm going to go off. So, (laughs) but I said, you know, just message me, tell me how you feel, tell me your thoughts, all that, what you're feeling, everything else. Um, this is a situation in a long time that we've not seen the Buckeyes be in before where they've had a two losses and it's not in the, in the postseason. It's not in where it's bowl, bowl uh, season or it's college football playoff, uh, where they either have won the, uh, uh, national championship or lost to a respectable opponent. And you normally see them in the top four, uh, the top four today is Oklahoma at one Michigan, number two. Uh, Alabama number three and Cincinnati number four. And a lot of people think that Cincinnati has a weakest schedule and they don't deserve to be in the top four. They believe Oklahoma State does after dismantling a very close game, but dismantling uh, Oklahoma in their game. Um, So with that being said, you know, it doesn't matter uh, at that point. Cincinnati, I believe, is the only, yeah, they are. They are the only undefeated team. Uh, Whether many people think that their schedule is weak, um, it, 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 that is their opinion. And, you know, the committee has spoken and put Cincinnati, uh, at number four. Um, I think they just, they are going to win out, but you know, it's going to be to be determined if they are going to get bumped out by somebody or, or, or a team that's going to have a tougher schedule. Could it be Oklahoma state? Could it be Notre Dame? Who knows? And that factor, um, Michigan just has to go to Indianapolis and win. And let me tell you, I'm going to share with you the different aspects that I've seen from this game. Again, I have now watched this and officially like four, four and a half times because I'm playing it in the background while I'm talking right now, uh, just to keep the environment and the mojo happening in the room. Um, The energy, the energy, absolute energy. Uh, Shout out to all my amazing friends that that I've met on the road, uh, on Twitter, uh, that went to the game, that braved out the freezing temperatures, that had a good time. Shout out to the jerks, um, Nicole and Scott. Shout out to them. Uh, I saw amazing, all the amazing sea of blue and sea of maize all throughout the parking lot. Uh, of course, college game day, ESPN was there, Fox um, College Sports, they were all there. I mean, it was the creme de la creme. You had to be there. If you got a ticket, you got in. Uh, in it was packed out, and I was amazed how many people that knew the weather, they didn't care. They had to be there and be part of this. And everybody that did commit to running on the field, if Michigan pulled off the stunning win, did it and sent video. They posted video. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, shout out to Michelle, my friend, Baking Mom. You can follow her on Twitter. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, Laura Chuppington. Uh, Jim, Sports and Chup, he was there. Sim Dog, Brian, he was there. Uh, Swanky Wolverine with the whole entire graphics the whole entire time. I don't even know if he was there, but he kept up with the funniest graphics. Uh, Michigan fans, all these people that I'm naming, I hope you're following them because it's just, he's just incredible with the talents that he has in making all these 
uh, incredible graphics throughout the, 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 the whole entire season. Uh, go blue, Lexi. Y'all need to follow her. Like she, she's the one that just, you try to bring the smoke and you're not going to because she's going to shut you down. Go blue, Lexi117 is her Twitter handle and her name is Lexi. And I, I've not met her in person yet. But I, I, one day I want to, because I know that she's an incredible good time, but she, she backs up what she says. And of course, my amazing brothers, uh, Nate, uh, Nate and, and Don, Donovan Thomas, um, they go to every single game. If you're not following them, I, I don't know what's wrong with you, uh, Michigan fans. You just need to. Nate Lewis, 77, and uh, Don Thomas, Donovan Thomas. They're absolutely amazing. Been to almost every single game. Anything that you missed out on as far as Michigan games, they will be there. So, but this game was absolutely incredible. The vibe, um, the energy, the yellow, uh, I'm sorry, re, I, I forgive me, Michigan fans, the maze pom-poms were out everywhere. Uh, a good amount of uh, Buckeye fans, because Buckeye fans, listen, they, they don't be playing when it comes to away games, home games, all of that. I lived in Columbus for four years with a husband um, and he absolutely loved it, him being a Buckeye fan. Of course, that was a dream come true, right? So they, they, they are serious about their football team. And so this game, again, Michigan was seven-point underdogs. The media did not believe them. I believe the only people of the media was the alumni, the great uh, Heisman Trophy winners. That would be uh, Desmond Howard and Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson on Fox and Desmond Howard on ESPN. Um, no one picked this team to win. You know, it was wash, rinse, repeat every single year. Lee Corso put on, you know, the Brutus Buckeye helmet, you know, and they got a round of boos with, you know, a crowd of yays from the uh, Scarlet and Gray. But the, here's the things that I noticed throughout the game that I want to share with you all. One, not only the energy, but two, they had a camera there in the tunnel. And I've been seeing footage after footage after footage of the two teams in the tunnel. And when I tell you the hostility, the trash talk, yes, some of them did flip the bird. Uh, some swear words were thrown out. The referees, I believe, it's like they had to double the referees in numbers because they separated this team. And I know some people were a little bit salty. I have some uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State fans who were upset the college game they did not come to Bedlam because you know they believe that they're a big rivalry, which you are, okay? But this right here, when you have a number two versus a number five in the AP poll for a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship, one team being Michigan, their first time going, another team of Ohio State that's been there before, won the whole thing, and then they go and they picked in the top four and on and on and on and on. All of these marbles were on the table, right? So no offense to anybody that is Oklahoma or Oklahoma State fan, but the Fox and, and ESPN and all the, the notoriety, the notoriety, sorry, notoriety. I can't even say the word, right? <laughs> all the, all the uh, media exposure, uh, they picked it right. They picked it right to go to uh, Ann Arbor. And so I'm sure that traffic was a nightmare. Not only, you know, just the weather, but everything else. But I think for this particular occasion of 100, I believe they said 117 plus was in attendance there. Um, apparently it was not fully sold out. I don't know if it's people because they didn't want to brave the cold or, you know, uh, still, you know, uh, COVID protocol precautions or precautions, whatever the case is. Um, so, but several things I noticed besides uh, the energy 
uh, the chippiness. Um, I mean, it happens every year with these games. We're not, we're not fans of them. They're not fans of us, whatever. They don't like each other, respectively, whatever. Um, Ryan Day, Coach Ryan Day of Ohio State, had said that he was going to hang 100 on, uh, on us. Whether he said that this year or last year or whatever the case is, I mean, granted, we know the history of Ohio State, okay? You started with sweater vest, Jim Trestle, then you had that one year with Luke Fickle, which was the last time that they won it with Denard Robinson at the helm, and that was the last time that we, we won against Ohio State, which many Buckeye fans said that was a fluke, and that shouldn't count, whatever case is. That's not what the record books, books say. And then Urban Meyer came in, made a, an amazing run, historical program, and then now Ryan Day's program, okay? So... Th- I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give Ohio State some compliments right here, okay? Ohio State, to have a freshman, a freshman, I don't know what, what kind of amazing gift whoever on the, on the recruiting staff has with quarterbacks. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author, he's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to uh, trevorromain.com, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, Save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that could help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT, save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And that's the thing that has been talked about many of of years when it came to Michigan's quarterbacks and Ohio State's quarterbacks when it comes to this game. Um, It seems like that in the quarterback department, they cannot fail. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a freshman, which blows my mind, because in this game he had 34-49. He completed 34-49, 394 yards, and two touchdowns. In a losing effort, folks. You know, I mean, just all season long, and he's been talked about being up there as far as a Heisman finalist. And if he does get picked for a Heisman finalist, he earned that. He's earned that. I believe he broke. Um, um, uh, I believe he broke the record uh, this season for you know being the youngest to break the uh, quarterback records, and he's only a freshman. Um, so pretty much the sky's the limit for where he goes. I know definitely he will be here, be back with the program next year because of this loss, leaving a, a sour taste in his, in his mouth, I'm sure, as well as everybody else that's on that team. 
Um, I'm just impressed by by him in, in the maturity of, I mean, he can walk away right now, and I just think that he would walk right onto a team that really would benefit from him under some right guidance, some right coaching, uh, a right quarterback's coach. Um, I think that he would be absolutely outstanding. I mean, we're seeing that right now in the NFL with Mac Jones, who I think is going to be up there for rookie of the year that a lot of people are not talking about because we're talking about different, um, I believe a couple of players on the Dallas Cowboys team. But I think, you know, I don't mean to segue to this, but, you know, we just got to look at the fact that what Mac Jones is coming from um, in his first year, he's not even completed his first year and what the turnaround of the Patriots basically had Patriots fans up there saying Tom Brady who? You, you don't want to say Tom Brady who because he's the one that gave you all those rings and led you to multiple championships. But I think they got something special there with Mac Jones. So that's just awesome what they, they have with him. Uh, but C.J. Stroud, if he walked away today, he, he would be absolutely ready for the NFL. Their receivers are outstanding. Okay, Their, their receivers are outstanding. Jackson Smith and Najiba. Uh, yesterday had 11 receptions, 127 yards. I mean, you couldn't fail with you. Just kept catching everything. Like wherever uh, Stroud would throw to them, and it would be long distance throws, uh, or you know, to his running back um, that he had, uh, Travion Henderson, who's another freshman. Um, he scored a touchdown with them, I believe. He had seven, yeah, right here, 17 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Chris Olave, who's a senior, who's been their core guy. Um, and this is his, you know, he's been there all four years at Buckeye, Buckeye Nation. So, you know, experiencing his first loss against Michigan, um, you know, where his past uh, teammates that either stayed all four years or stayed, you know, one or two years and everything else left undefeated uh, against uh, the Wolverines. And then, you know, now with this loss right here. So these these gentlemen, I think they're going to be a, a, a really good, effective. I don't know, you know, if Smith and Jiba will come back. I know Olave is done. Uh, Travion Henderson is a freshman. I know for sure he'll come back. But this team is going to be fully loaded for next year. Um, so it's it, it's going to be incredible to see how Michigan is going to do in Columbus. But we ain't that at that point. We celebrating still right now. Okay. Um, and, and I want to give a shout out, but, you know, it's, it's a kind of a diss to all the fair weather Michigan fans that on social media were bold enough to put that we was not going to do good whatsoever this season. Uh, shout out to all of y'all that, and I said it this morning, that maybe they need to go and clean out their ghosts of Twitter past when it came to the tweets, because many of them wanted Harbaugh gone. They thought that he messed up in the coaching department. Um, that the that he should have gone back to the NFL. The media wanted uh, made this whole big rumor, and I'm calling out Colin Cowherd because he's one of them that he was going to go back to the NFL and that we were going to start from scratch from somewhere else. Um, now, and, and I, I want to give again a shout out to Don Thomas because he wrote this thread that I, I told people that they needed to 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 read. He wrote this thread, I believe, in October. It was mid October about. People saying that um, Jim Harbaugh should have been gone a long time ago. And he wrote, he wrote this amazing, amazing, amazing thread. Sorry, and I'm sitting there pulling it up right now. Donovan Thomas is who he is. Uh, Donovan M. Thomas, Don Thomas on, on Twitter. And he wrote this whole entire thing about Jim Harbaugh and how many people think that his year five, Year six, I think it's his fifth or sixth year, whatever it is, sixth or seventh year, 
that it's considered a failure. And when he got rid of several coaches, one being Don Brown, uh, the defensive coach, uh, Greg Mathis, um, I think he went to, uh, um, he, yeah, he ended up going to Ohio State, um, Greg Mattis, sorry, um, and several other coaches that had left, one uh, that went to be the head coach of Maryland and so forth. So all of this stuff that was happening, and then he brought in younger coaches, um, he brought in Mike Hart. Mike Hart, for many of those that know, was the one that coined the phrase little brother uh, when it came to Michigan State, and that was the only loss, unfortunately, this year to Michigan State uh, uh, at um, East Lansing this year. But he brought in him as the running backs coach, and he brought in uh, Josh Gaddis, which many people were trying to dismiss him as well and questioning his calls and everything else because, again, this was a team that was retooling and figuring out things. And week after week after week, and this is an, an, the reason why I knew this team could possibly pull off this, this upset, they were figuring it out. Some of those games were quite scary because of the fact that it was close. And again, in my heart of hearts, we should be sitting at 12 and 0. We fell apart in the second half at Spartyville uh, in East Lansing um, at the wrong, wrong time. Um, but week after week, this team uh, was determined to improve. Um, some scary stuff when it came to defense and the games kept being close, AKA Rutgers, AKA Nebraska. Um, but we kept seeing, um, these, this team evolve and they were buying into the whole entire coaching staff. That's another thing that I noticed, whatever these coaches were instructing them to do to be better, to work harder, to work smarter, to work as a team, they bought into that. And it's something, and not knocking any of the teams past that played at Michigan, but this one, this, this team this year was completely different. And you saw that, and I saw that, and, and you know, I don't know, you know, other Michigan fans uh, that are listening to this and will listen to this agree, but that's what I saw when I was looking at this team when they were playing against Ohio State. This, is a, this was a completely different team that was on that field that were determined. And they were playing together as a unit, and they were ready to shut the haters up this time. And they did so. Um, you know, you got your people out there that say, okay, y'all are celebrating way too excessively over one win. You know, it's been a long time, blah, blah, whatever. You, you, can, you can go and have several seats and figure out what kind of bowl your team is going to go to because this right now is Michigan's time. And I just, I, just, I just enjoyed seeing that and the energy, but the good of it all, and let me give you the list of good that I saw on our side of the fence. He needs, to make, he needs to make some room on his shelf for trophies, and that's Aiden Hutchinson, number 97. All-time sacks leader now at Michigan. He got three of them. Four times that C.J. Stroud was, was sacked, and I don't recall this year that many times, if barely any, maybe, um, and somebody can correct me and let me know. I don't recall C.J. Stroud having multiple sacks. I know for sure not four. I know for a dog on shore not four sacks in a game. Three of them came from Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, he deserves all the awards. He deserves every single award that, that, that is given to him. Um, just an absolute outstanding performance. And then, of course, then, of course, H2, 
You, you know, you got your tag team of H2, Hassan Haskins, Blake Corm, who did make a couple appearances in there. He was on injury uh, last week and now has recovered. And shout out to Blake Corm for what he's doing in the community, taking his money that he has earned now as a, as a player and gave back uh, during Thanksgiving. So shout out to him uh, providing meals for families that were in need. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, you continue to be an example for everyone that is watching and seeing you in that community. Uh, but back to Hassan Haskins, 28 carries, 169 yards, not one, not two, not three, not four, five, five touchdowns. And here's the thing. Let me just allow you all to listen to the great announcers that called their last game at Ann Arbor, 43 seasons, um, Jim Brand, uh, Brandstatter, Dan Deerdorf for the last time at the big house. I'm queuing it up. Well, Michigan goes down 10-7. They take the ball and retake the lead. They give it to Haskins. He's around right end. There's room. He's at the 10. Breaks it at the 5. Fights his way into the end zone. Yes! Touchdown, Michigan. Hassan Haskins from 13 yards. And the Wolverines extend their lead. And what did this touchdown start with? A three and out. First and goal. They turn. They give it to Haskins. He's going to go around left end. He's going to score. Hassan Haskins. His third touchdown of the day. A one-yard run. And the Wolverines extend their lead over the Buckeyes. They just caved in the right side of the Ohio State defense. Haskins in the gun. Gives it to Haskins. Haskins. Left guard. Touchdown, Michigan. Just power football. Dan, that's the offensive line getting it done. And that is a heck of an answer to Ohio State's score. You better believe it. Two receivers split wide right. They give it to Hassan. Hassan breaks it. He's at the 20, the 10, leaps over a man inside the five to the four-yard line. Hassan Haskins, put your Wolverines on your back and carry them to this victory. 27 yards for Hassan Haskins. McNamara gets the snap, gives it to Haskins. Goosebumps, man. Jim Brandstatter, Dan Deerdorf. Uh, that was their last call. They are both retiring at after they both retired after that game. And let me tell you, I mean, I got goosebumps. Got a little emotional just hearing that. Um, I, I was going to pay just a little small soundbite, but to tribute to both of them that have been the voice play-by-play uh, -play announcer for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, they're legends. They're absolute legends. And you know, I, I wish them the absolute and the utmost best uh, in their next adventures. And they hope they enjoy retirement life. And I know that they're going to be watching wherever they're going to be watching the next uh, Michigan game. Who knows if they're going to be there uh, in Indianapolis to, to enjoy the game itself or wherever they're going to be. You know, I guess got ultimate respect. So shout out to Jim. Shout out to Dan. But that that whole performance by Hassan Haskins was just 
absolutely incredible. It, it ironic that and he, he's the, I believe that they said that he is the, uh, the only one. He's the first one that scored that scored that many touchdowns on an Ohio state team, five touchdowns. So you had Kenneth Walker, the third who did that against our defense, uh, several weeks ago at Michigan state. And then now five, uh, um, Hassan Haskins scores, you know, five touchdowns, uh, against Ohio state. Just absolutely incredible, incredible energy. Um, another thing that I noticed too, that, that was a concern for so many of the fans was the referees. Um, the, the wonderful, I forgot who it was. It was so many people and I don't want to, you know, say what they said. Cause there was a lot of different colorful language that was on social media, but I believe, uh, Kevin Schwarbel or whatever his name is that called the game several years ago when, J, um, JT Barrett was the quarterback. And I will say it to this day. And I have no shame of saying it. He was short. He was short. He was short. So there was concerns and there was rumors around that he was going to be the uh, the main referee to call this game. Uh, and I mean, Michigan Twitter was not trying to have it, but I did not see him out there. And if he was on there, he was in another position. I didn't care uh, because there was just so much snow falling and all of that. So I, I could care less if he was there or not. But um, the, the another thing that I did notice is there was a, not a lot of penalties uh, Michigan maintained the penalties. They didn't do some careless ones, uh, that they have been known to do, or, you know, some fictitious ones that some of the refs do call, uh, you know, whatever the ones that they did, like a false start, a false start, or, you know, um, holding and all that, they were legit. Uh, same thing on the Ohio state side, which very rare did you ever see so many penalties called on Ohio state. Um, so it was during the game and listening to it and listening, uh, it was on Fox, uh, Gus Johnson and Joel Clack called this game. And of course, you know, Gus Johnson with his, you know, the world's famous Buckeyes and, you know, the Buckeyes can score in bunches and everything else. And you're just like, okay, okay, Gus, we get it. All right. You know, yes, they are well known to score in bunches. They did that last week. Um, against uh, Michigan State, fifty-six to seven. Yes, we understand that, but we a whole different caliber. So you just like try. I'm trying not to make my blood boil while I'm watching this, but I'm like, okay, these media folk. This is what they're used to every year. They're used to this team winning every year. They're used to them scoring all the time and everything else. And throughout the game, just the tone, all of a sudden, like Joel Klatt. I know that he's been rooting for this team because I know, but he also and people got to respect that he has to do a job too when he is, you know, the. Uh, co-announcer there with Gus Johnson. He has to do his job. So, you know, Michigan fans are like, well, Joel, why are you saying all this? And I found myself, I, I got to admit, sometimes I found myself saying, Joel, why are you saying all this and everything else and blah, blah, blah. But he has a job to do as well as all these announcers. So they give their opinion, the college game day people on, on football, you know, Desmond, true to Michigan form, go blue, um, celebrating the 30th anniversary of that Heisman pose uh, when he won the Heisman. So shout out to him. And shout out to our coach, our basketball coach, Jawan Howard, uh, for presenting him with uh, the 30-year, uh, it would look like a championship belt. That was really cool. That was a cool moment. That was on college game day as well. Um, but these, these announcers and these, uh, you know, these analysts and the panel, they, got, they have a job to do, whether we like it or not. And it was good that we were the underdog because we showed people, Michigan showed everyone um, that this team was able to win. And they did. 
uh, incredible game, the incredible energy, the incredible vibe. Uh, Saturday should be absolutely fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to see so many of um, these Michigan stars break out. I mean, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, uh, Blake Corum, uh, Hassan Haskins. Um, there's another one that was just he, – he was absolutely incredible, and I got I to gotta pull him up and, and, and show him some love. And I believe he's a freshman, too. Uh, and you know, I'm looking it up while I'm chatting with him. I mean, the, the tagging in and out of J.J. McCarthy – and Cade McNamara, I mean, no more Cade hate, y'all. Cut it out with the Cade hate. The guy is good. Um, is he up there top elite, top athlete in your mind? No. But he's effective and he's improved every single week. J.J. McCarthy, same thing. Uh, Donovan Edwards. My God. It just, when I watch him play, I'm like, there's no way in the world you're a freshman. Uh, a running back, six feet uh, tall, 202 pounds from uh, West Bloomingfield, Michigan. Uh, got a future ahead of him that's so bright. It's just absolutely uh, insane. Um, I believe he had a, he was the one, I believe, he had a one-hand grab in the second or third quarter. Uh, that was absolutely amazing. Going back to Hassan Haskins, and I'm getting a shirt done um, by this incredible company, and I can't wait to share it with you all as I wrap it up here. Of my, I had to take this moment to show some love to uh, some people and especially to my Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I'm getting a shirt done. If people remember in the fourth quarter, right near the two-minute mark, where Hassan Haskins hurdled over uh, a defender, uh, I, I reached out to a T-shirt company and I said, listen, I got I got to have this moment on a T-shirt. And, and they, they said, absolutely, we'll get it done. So shout out to DC4LCustomTees.com, uh, DC4LCustomTees.com. They're making me a hurdle time shirt with Hassan Haskins leaping over the defender. So I'll be rocking that shirt. Uh, definitely, if it doesn't come this week, definitely before the bowl because that man definitely showed some uh, track skills indeed. So great game, 42-27. Our guys are off to Indianapolis to play Iowa. And Iowa's a team that not to sleep upon whatsoever. They are good. They can be effective when they want to be. They have weapons. Um, so we cannot take them lightly. They defeated uh, Nebraska 28-21, and they had to see if Wisconsin was going to lose in a Minnesota team that just showed up and showed out, and they did their job. And uh, so Iowa ends up punching its ticket to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, so we shall see what it's going to be all about, and uh, it should be a fun one, I believe. Um, uh, Michigan is a, I believe they're 10.5, 11-point favorite. Um, it's on Fox at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, so it should be a good game. So take care, y'all. Please, please, holla at your girl if you got any comments, questions, or all that at heardthatwithmarisa.com. Um, it's going to be an amazing weekend of all different kinds. It's called Championship Saturday. Championship Saturday is going to be happening, so um, I, I can't wait to watch as many games as I can, not just uh, you know the Michigan-Iowa game, but, of course, uh, Baylor and, and Baylor and Oklahoma State for the Big 12 championship, Utah State and San Diego State for the Mountain West championship, Georgia and Alabama, ooh, that's going to be a good one right there in the afternoon for the SEC, Houston, Cincinnati for the American Athletic Conference, our guys against Iowa, Big Ten championship game, and then Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, ACC championship game. So championship Saturday should be a good one, and then everybody will find out what bowls they go to. So thank you for listening to you, girl. I appreciate it, and I hope everybody had a great weekend. Take care, everybody, and please stay safe. Safe. Safe.
safe. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.